Hey, all my simple listeners. Um, today, I have a very good treat for you guys uh, because with me today, or through Zoom, I would uh, I, I would say, I have a alignment psychologist, also a clinical director at the True Self Center in Montreal, and founder of True Self Psychology, which in short is an alignment and conscious awakening program aimed at guiding individuals to living a more centered life. Um, I heard of her through the grapevine. I followed her on Instagram and her reels and her content that she posts on her Instagram really speak to me in a level where I can't really explain. But um, what I can say is that I built up the courage to actually reach out to her and ask her, uh, asked her if she wanted to join, um, if she wanted to make an episode on my podcast, because uh, as a trainer, there's, um, there's one thing of looking good. We all want to train to look good, but as a trainer who's trained many people over the years, um, a lot of people come from a place of self-hate and uh, guilt and as much as I am a trainer at some point in time in my client's uh, journey and in my journey as well uh, I happen to be a therapist or someone to at least listen and um, I'm sure some of you guys have dealt with this as well if not uh, maybe you should get another trainer but um, the power of just listening and maybe giving other feedback um, could definitely move mountains. And um, Tony's uh, content on Instagram reached out to me, and now she's here uh, with me. Her name is Tony Rebick. And so the first question I'm going to ask you, Tony, is basically what is um, the True Self Center and this um, uh, True Self Psychology that you've uh, founded? If you could take a moment to explain that please sure sure first of all just i want to thank you for inviting me here to speak to your people your your simple listeners so hi everyone nice to um uh, chat with you through uh, this interview so uh i founded true self center about 18 years ago and uh through working with a lot of people throughout those years thousands of people that have worked it individually a few more thousand in group settings and what I, you find working with so many people, I'm sure like you in your profession, is that patterns emerge, right? So you're talking about a pattern mm. with your people that emerge that they, you felt like you're becoming a listener, right? And I saw the pattern emerge within people that showed me that um, they didn't have a good, um, good dialogue with themselves. So I would hear, for example, I would hear somebody say, you know, I want to be fit, but really, can I? Or I want to uh, ask for that job, but I don't think I can. So there was this constant conflict between what somebody wanted and how they thought about what they wanted or themselves with regards to what they wanted. And uh, that conflict, I realized with time, was created by really two factors. Um, these self-opposing mind patterns where you talk against yourself. And another thing is called pain bodies. So sometimes through history, the person uh, had some kind of a trauma 
doesn't have to be necessarily a bad trauma, but it's something that really marked them and they carried with them throughout their lives. And that's called a pain body. So then I was thinking, well, if we would just focus on removing people's pain bodies and reconditioning those mind patterns, what would happen? And what I found would happen was that people became more and more centered with their true self, you know, and hence the name true self psychology. And in fact, it was my clients who helped me find that name. When um, I would get feedback, uh, one of the things I would often hear is, you know, you can't get away with anything with Tony, <laughs> you have to be true to yourself, you know, she'll call you on stuff, this idea of being authentic, this idea of being true to self kept coming back. And that's where the name true self psychology. So it's this in it's to be able to align inside with your internal voice. And this is why it's called an alignment program, your ability to think the way you really want to think and the way you are. And that's what the true self psychology program is about. So instead of talking about external conditions, you talk about the internal, what's going on inside of you uh, that is creating what's going on outside of you. We are not even 10 minutes in, and uh, I'm telling you this right now. I'm declaring this right now. I am <laughs> super, uh, I'm super interested in this uh and this approach that you have this wow okay uh i completely and, and, agree mm -hmm. good um sorry i'm kind of you kind of caught me off guard i'm in the process <laughs> literally everything you just told me i'm literally reflecting on my own self uh -huh. um so guys i don't know if this is happening to you right now but it's definitely if, if it's not then uh i don't know what else to say this is really something keep uh, listening yeah. keep listening something's gonna hit you yeah keep listening um listen tony um so for you simple listeners uh who are listening out there um you're the first psychologist i've actually brought on and uh coming from uh uh i've i've uh I've, I have experience with a psychologist myself, and I truly believe in the power of communication and mm -hmm. uh, basically getting a different perspective on things and um, seeing as a trainer, I keep saying that all the time, I'm so sorry, but I have to emphasize this. It's that mm -hmm. uh, I never ever thought uh, that I would actually be in a situation um, in my job where I would have to literally have, uh, have a sit down conversation with a client and I would ask them, you know, like, how are you truly doing? And um, that happened, that happens more often uh, than most people think. And I never thought that in my, in, in this industry, right, in the fitness industry, where it's, you know, especially in, on social media, it's all emphasized on, you know, looks, hey, look at me, it took me, let's say 12 weeks this could happen to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. so with all that being said, sorry, I'm rambling on. Cause you, you really kind of hit me in your feels with <laughs> your first phrase. Um, point one I'm trying to say is that, um, while I was in the process of gathering all these questions to ask you, Mm -hmm. um, the biggest issue that I had was what questions could I ask? Because obviously I'm not taking this as my own private mm -hmm. sure. uh, consultation with you, right? The point mm -hmm. is I want to try and broaden all my listeners' perspective on fitness and really challenge them to think deeper and mm -hmm. to look deeper in not only 
uh, their fitness goals, but their health and mental health goals, you know? Mm -hmm. um, So I had a hard time kind of constructing questions because everyone is so different. And uh, the biggest one that I would, the most apparent one that I would like to touch on, and if you can elaborate, is um, stress management. You know, the way I think of it is, um, I created this keep it simple, uh, keep it simple mm-hmm. program, right? And uh, we're all master jugglers. Mm-hmm. This is just what I feel like. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm now married. I'm about to have a kid, and mm-hmm. uh, I have a full time job. I'm now a provider, and now with my kid mm-hmm. going to be born, the whole providing is even more of a stress, mm-hmm. right? And more of a priority. But at the same time, I truly believe if I don't take care of my own self, how can I be the best version, the best husband, the best father, the best person uh, that I could be? And a lot of that is with stress, stress of juggling everything, what to juggle, what to throw out. And as a trainer, your health is always the first one that's that's out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to touch on, you know, how to manage all that with stress. If uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope I asked that question. Okay, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Now, this is an idea, though. Um, people think stress happens to them. And, mm. Or like, in, you know, people think anxiety happens to them. Depression happens to them. And that's actually not true. Um, a lot of people could have a lot on their plate and you see they're super functional. They're, um, you know, they know how to organize everything and they're nicely aligned right? So, well, what's the difference? So it's really how you take what's happening to you that's creating the stress. So if you are, if you are thinking in a way that is perceiving what's happening to you in an overwhelming way, if you weren't prepared for it as well, then your thoughts are going to start going a little crazy. You're going to start thinking, you're going to start ruminating, you're going to start worrying, you're going to start criticizing yourself for not knowing things that you feel you should have known. Um, and not it's it's really that internal dialogue that actually creates the stress, not the actual activities that is happening to us. Does that make sense? Stress is an internal it's an internal okay. battle. It's not a, it's not our battle with the outside world. It's an internal battle. It's your your ability. It's the way you talk to yourself when you deal with the situations around you. So the more you talk to yourself in a way about the situations around you in a way that's calming, soothing, self-supportive, uh, the more, you know, you will be able to handle things and you won't feel that, that stress necessarily. But stress really comes from, uh, you know, if I talk to somebody who's stressed, they're going to say they feel overwhelmed, they feel um, they're pressuring themselves, they're perfectionistic, they worry, they worry about what people think. Um, so, all of that is actually what's creating the stress and not the actual activity they're in. And I think what it, how it relates to your public is that a lot of people, they don't know how to release that stress or how to have a healthy uh, mind and emotion alignment. So they will turn to working out. They will t- think that it's in working out that they're going to uh, find, and let me correct something first, uh, uh, people who work out do have stress relief from that workout. Yeah. So it's an effective way to release tension, but it's not an, a way to stop the tension from coming back. 
And so you want to learn how to manage your mind and emotions so that you're not accumulating the stress that then you have to go to the gym and burn off. That, right? sorry, uh, yep. that is, I love how you just did that because that was my next um, question. Uh, not uh, Next question. It's uh, mm -hmm. like we have, I, you know, I'm in, that, in the industry and I, I, I know, I personally know some trainers Obviously, I'm not mm -hmm. going to call anyone out here, but I know I personally know trainers who have the body of, you know, they are the picture perfect image representation of what, quote unquote, fitness, fit life should be. Mm -hmm. But um, the truth is the people who actually know them, uh, they are, that's all they do. Literally three, mm -hmm. four time, three, four hours of the day. Now, coming from a professional athlete, uh, background you know like that was my job at a certain obviously I was not working out three mm -hmm. four hours but like that was my job it's an un mm -hmm. it's it's not it's not a permanent lifestyle you know what I mean and so what I'm trying to say is which I want to try to kind of piggyback on what you just said um their whole life their whole day is consist of training you know mm -hmm. and looking good so but like what, when I see that, it's like, congratulations, like mm -hmm. you worked out, but mm -hmm. that stress that you just spoke about, it's still mm -hmm. there. Yeah. 23 hours, 24 hours, like the, the other remaining time of, of your day. And mm -hmm. I just feel like thanks to social media, mm -hmm. these fit life people become these celebrities and they, they become, they become very successful at it and they yeah. sell programs around their i would say insecurities maybe i don't know if that's the right word to say like they're they're dealing with something and they feel like they're resolving to fitness which is obviously you know doing something is better than doing nothing but if you're doing it for the wrong reasons like if you're running from it this is what my point i'm trying to get to i'm mm -hmm. rambling on mm -hmm. i'm so sorry again but they're running from something and they feel like that like the gym, that one hour, the two hours at the gym is going to mm -hmm. kind of put everything on pause, but you're not necessarily well, healing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I see what you're saying. And related to your comment before about how clients turn and start opening up to you. And um, what I think happens is that people, they overlap their needs. Like you, you do have a need to be fit. You do have a need yeah. to work out, but the primary reason is supposed to mainly be health before exactly. looks. And if you get the looks good on you, but uh, it's not the looks that necessarily uh, stop all that stress. So, so that's one se section. And the other section is the mind um, and the emotions. So and the mind-body connection is very real. So there's thousands of research out there that supports that. And so what does that mean? That means you can come through the mind or you can th come through the body. But if you come through the body and not take care of the mind, you're, you'll never work out enough to compensate for not taking care of your mind. And if you work through the mind, then when wow. you come to working out, your workout is a lot more healthy because really everything originates in the mind. You know, so I tell because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are depressed. You don't see them at the gym because they just don't have the energy to go to the gym. Right. And people who do go to the gym and does have enough energy to go, 
um, they still can have depression, but they're fighting their depression or they're fighting the anxiety, or they believe that working out is going to resolve it. Now, I have clients and I agree with them that working out relieves some tension. It really feels good, primarily because you're getting all those endorphins, right? Mm -hmm. But like you said, you have to be doing it for healthy reasons. You have to be doing it for the right reasons and not to feel better about yourself because that's like a temporary fix. You know, you, 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 cannot, you cannot make the body do something that the mind will not agree to. So at, at some point, the mind has to be aligned with the body. Does that make sense? That because they're connected. You, uh, so I'll be, I'll give you an mm -hmm. example of, uh, of my personal background for you listeners uh you want to know transparency here it comes um i, I keep i i stress i repeat myself when i when i say this to my um to my 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 participants in my keep it simple program and it's some of these people know me from way mm -hmm. back from high school and some of these people have no idea who i am right and um the first thing I address to them is uh, I open up about myself and I say, I was in the best shape of my life training for the Olympics in 2012. Uh, physically, I was physically, I looked the best. I'm an extrovert. I, I talk, you know, as you can see, obviously mm -hmm. I have a freaking podcast, but, um, but I wasn't, um, you know, it was my job, right? And I wasn't, mm -hmm. as soon as I clocked out of my job, uh, you know, training, I, I, uh, I wasn't happy. I definitely wasn't happy. Would I say depressed? I don't think so. But mm -hmm. um, I just was not happy. And I realized that I was depending on my track to kind of like, quote, unquote, leave your luggage at the door, mm -hmm. right for like mm -hmm. that specific hour or two. And mm -hmm. as great as I felt in my sport, you know, as I, as aligned as I was in those two hours, mm -hmm. it was just everything else after that, that I was, I wasn't really, uh, uh, kind of attacking mm -hmm. in a way. So what you just said really, really, really hit me. And, and something you just said also is really good. Uh, you said in those one or two hours that you were aligned, uh, you can be alignment doesn't mean you're like you're there once you're there you're there 24 7 alignment exactly. means I feel good within myself in this moment so it's a moment yeah. to moment thing so you can so yes sports can be an escapism is what you're describing exactly you know, you and that reprieve is really healthy in a way because it, it does give you that nice reprieve and you do have some lingering emotions that come after that but it doesn't resolve the problem you may be going to the gym for, and, uh, and it's to separate those two and to say, listen, and if I can say something to your listeners, um, Please. <laughs> you know, cause I, I've been doing this for long enough and, and I have, you know, I, I have, uh, um, enough experience to say a lot of things. One of which is, um, I don't think people care about the way they feel. And oh, that's so powerful. <laughs> don't hold back by the way. Um, people don't care about what they, how they feel. And that's the problem. They don't care. And yet your oh. feelings, your feelings will dictate everything. When you feel good, 
when you feel good, you have energy to do the things you want to do. When you don't feel good, you don't have the energy to you don't go want to do shit. You don't want to do even if you go to the gym and you don't feel good, you're having a bad day. You may not even have the energy to go to the gym because energy is everything. And where does energy come from? It comes from your thoughts and you know your thoughts from your emotions. So your emotions are extremely important. So if you don't care about how you feel, let me say it also differently. Why would people go to the gym? Like so many people don't feel like it, but they'll go anyways because they want to look good right so ultimately you're doing it to feel good right but yeah. you care you care about your the way your your body looks not the way you feel and you're using um, many people use exercise or other means to compensate for not caring enough about how they feel the rest of the day so uh, that that for me is a major issue and what I see about people, they'll care about people's opinion more than how they feel. They'll care about uh, how they compare themselves to others more than how they feel. They'll care, care about what they worry about. They'll care about uh, the, the, what the work that they have to do, how much money they're making. They care about everything except how they feel. But when you think about it, why do you want those things? Why do you want a healthy relationship? Why do you want money? Why do you want the body so that you can feel good? But people have it all the, the, the wrong way. They think that in the attainment of things, they will feel good. And that's not true. That's, that's not a sustainable energy. That's why people burn out. They're overwhelmed. They're stressed. They're depressed. They're anxious. And you know they come to see me, right? And I teach them that how you feel matters. And I'm not talking about this, you know, long-term talk therapy. Uh, I'm not into that. Talking feels nice, by the way. It, it always feels good. But you got friends for that. You know, don't come and pay me for that. Uh, with me, you do process work. You do alignment work. And, and it's to recondition, like I said, and to heal those pain bodies because you're driven by them, whether you like it or not. So people try to resolve problems in the wrong way. If your problem is that you're carrying a pattern of feeling not good enough that stems, let's say, from being bullied at school or from childhood or from, you know, uh, never feeling you were good enough because you had a disability, for example, wherever it started, if you still have it today, you're going to have it tomorrow. I don't care how much time you go to the gym, <laughs> you're going to have it until you resolve it the right way, which is usually through, you know, good therapy. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Um, by the way, uh, guys, uh, so just, uh, not just, a. I contacted Tony maybe 30 minutes before we hopped onto this podcast and, uh, I kind of gave her kind of like a, the way, how, like the, the kind of like the projection of what I wanted, uh, to go about. And, I'll be very honest with you. This is not at all what I was expecting. Like, uh, this is, I'm, I'm not just saying this for, for, for the podcast, but Tony, this is really, I feel like I needed to hear that. And I'm to the Good. point where I have goosebumps. And I'm going to add something because you're a guy. I'm sure a lot of your listeners also can be guys or, you know, girls, of course, but, um, guys need to show up in sessions, need to show up in therapy because I oh. always say you, you live with the problems you don't deal with. You live with them. You cannot get rid of them. You cannot, if you ignore, if you suppress, you're just denying yourself because it's there. It's there and it's going to come back to bite you. And this is why, you know, people come to my office exhausted 
of yeah. dealing with their own BS, right? You can um, swear on this, by the way. It's up to you, but yeah. And and um, so that they they um, you can't escape yourself. And, and this is what I mean also by people don't care about how they feel. You know, if you feel pain and you run away from it, you're basically running away from you. You're running away mm. from the version of yourself that was hurt. And you need to be there for yourself in order to heal. That's what alignment is. It's this, this idea of having a good relationship with myself between the conscious and subconscious mind. You want that healthy relationship between the two and not always be in conflict. And that's why you know, you'll turn to alcohol or drugs or you know, sex with the wrong people or you know, overdoing it in the gym. Or, because once you're aligned, you'll show up at the gym, by the way. You will. Because yeah. people who are aligned love health, but it's a health in all areas of your life, not exactly. just one, not, not using it as, a, as a, a coping mechanism. If you, I'm going to say this to your listeners, if ask yourself this question, are you using the gym as a coping mechanism or because you really enjoy the process and you want to, you're putting your emotions first, you're putting your health first, not the way you look not the way you look in front of a mirror, not the way other people see you, but are you doing it for you? You know, would you do it even if no one was watching, if no one was interested, would you still do it if you were in the woods somewhere, you know? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, you're doing it for the right reasons. If the answer is, well, you know, no no one to impress, you know, then the answer is no, you're not doing it for the right reason. And I'm not saying not to continue working out, absolutely continue, but that means you have to go find a a, a professional, uh, you know, or something else to work on what the emotional part is. And don't, don't use the gym to fix something that a therapist needs to do for you. That is, uh, wow. That is a perfect, um, introduction to my next uh you just said something uh, um before uh you're doing it for the wrong reasons like you know you're you're doing mm-hmm. it to impress someone or you're doing it to i have a lot of uh, i actually had obviously i'm not gonna say any name but um mm-hmm. i had a client a very well uh very wealthy like financially successful client woman uh, she worked in a uh in the financial industry whatever and uh another confession for me. Um, she actually asked me, uh, to be her date. Uh, this is a long time ago to be her date for this, uh, black and black and white tie event thing that she had for her work and for her role that she was at, she was like some executive VP or whatever, as a woman. Um, I'm like a 21 year old kid. I'm just, she was, she was going to pay for my suit. She was going to pay for everything. I'm just like, Hey, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, immediately what I saw was, uh, this is like the first two weeks when I was with her, with her, like, you know, Mm -hmm. training her, whatever. Um, does that consider me a gigolo? No, I'm not a gigolo. No, No, I'm not. Okay. I'm I'm talking out loud. Unless you're doing it for a living. No, 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 no. I'm not doing it for a living. But anyways, I went, it was downtown Montreal at a beautiful Mm -hmm. building. Never been in any of this stuff before. And immediately all you saw was the the executives with their husband and wife or a Mm -hmm. very good looking date, whatever. I never, I didn't ask. Mm -hmm. And then I asked her at the end of the night, I said, why did, like, why did you need this? And she said that it was to make her look good in front Mm -hmm. of everybody. 
And that blew, I was a 21 year old kid. Sure. Obviously I wasn't really like, I was, you know, I was single, like, I was like, mm-hmm. hey, whatever, like, but like, it blew me away. I was like, what? And she is a, at the time she was like a 40 year old woman, very accomplished. She should be very proud of herself. This is what mm-hmm. something that I was talking to her about later on, but what you just said, if you're doing it to come to, 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 for, for somebody else, um, this is a great segue to my next question for you is um the whole comparison trap you know like why Mm -hmm. like people get motivated Mm -hmm. sorry continue sorry i'm gonna use the example you just used um because people don't realize that when you're comparing yourself to somebody else and like when she said she needed this to look good right and really what she's what anyone's doing when they're doing something like that is that they needed to not hear the voice in their heads beat them down Wow. that's what you need it for because at the, let's say you she she would have gone alone she would have heard in our in her head how embarrassed she was not to have somebody how you know how does what must other people think of her uh you know how embarrassed she is to maybe be single whatever she's telling herself she didn't want to hear that voice in her head that's why she tagged you along so that if ever it looks good to others you you think no one first of all most people are not talking about you <laughs> okay right and if yeah. they are none of your business even if it's about you and i'll tell you something what i found in my office uh was there's a strong correlation between self-criticism and the level of which you compare yourself to others the more you criticize yourself the more you think other people are criticizing you so you're actually wow. projecting if I, if I am embarrassed because I'm single, maybe other people are going to think that I'm embarrassed because I'm single. If I, have, if, if I uh, think I'm too fat, well, maybe other people also will think that nobody's going to want to date me, right? And let's say somebody says, but Tony, somebody did say something. Well, that's their issue. Why are you making it yours? Like, that's, that's something they have to work on with their own therapist, we all know that, you know, it is a, criticizing other people is a form, a little bit a form of bullying. So we don't like it. But when it happens to us, we have to make we want to make sure it's not happening to us, you know. But for me, it's proof that you have to care about how you feel, because the more you like yourself, the more you raise that self-esteem, the less you criticize yourself and you appreciate yourself instead. Then all of a sudden you don't care so much about what people think. You know, it's like you said, if she would have valued herself, if she would have valued all her accomplishments, she wouldn't have needed to impress anybody, you know? Wow. So it's, it's, it's her lack that's being projected. And, um, and, and, and on top of that, if I think well of myself and if somebody criticizes me, well, I don't care, I like me. <laughs> if you don't, you're yeah. the one with the problem, obviously, right? <laughs> you're thinking, I think I'm pretty good, you know? And then all of a sudden you're gonna feel it that, you don't care what people think because you'll you you'll have your own self-image. You you'll think so well of yourself. If somebody criticizes, you're gonna feel like they don't know you, or they got problems, or okay, you know, well then don't hang up with me. But if you don't like yourself enough, you're gonna really value other people's opinion of you, and you're gonna project your own self-image onto them. Um, and that's what people I'm sure do a lot in the gyms. Uh, because I also see it I also see that uh, you know again let's it's it's very clear that going to the gym is good it's why do you do it right so and sometimes you see it at the gym the 
it's like some people, and you can see some people really go for themselves and they don't want to be bothered and it's okay. And other people you see yes. that even at the gym, they have to impress the other people. Yeah. At the gym, 100%. You know? um, so, sorry, continue. So I would I, think I don't that, wanna... that, that we're, you know, at the gym, everybody's there for, for, uh, for the same reason, not the same reason, not the same intention, but ultimately for the same reason. And yet you hear people, they don't want to go to the gym because they're even fearing to be judged there. This is something I'm so, this, we're just flowing right now. I'm loving this. This is actually, I just recently posted a poll on uh, my Instagram. So I do every Thursday, I do Thursday thoughts and I was kind of lacking on this it the past two weeks. And I posted a question. I believe it was uh, like, uh, last week and I wrote uh if you woke up the next day mm -hmm. and you didn't did not have this feeling where the feeling of being judged was non-existent mm -hmm. would you do what would you do differently mm -hmm. what and, did people say uh a lot of people actually mm -hmm. said they say you know i'll go nude uh, nu uh like <laughs> i'll go streaking or i'll go on a beach and take my top off whatever mm -hmm. but i some of these people are in my program my keep it mm -hmm. simple program and uh a lot of these people said i'd finally go to the gym and yeah, wow mm -hmm. that really hit me hard because as a you know, I've been in this industry for, since I was in yeah, uh, yeah. deck two, right. From an athlete. So I know how it's like, right. And I remember the first time I went to the gym, not knowing what the hell I'm doing. So I went into the machines, right. And, uh, one of my episodes I wrote, um, the title of my episode was machines are shit. Here's why. And one of the reasons, one of the good things about machines, it's, it's a perfect escape route for those who are just trying to go into the gym. And they're mm -hmm. doing something. And that is, as a, as a, is a success at, by, its, by itself. And I emphasize mm -hmm. that. But I have to say, I feel very bad for not even thinking of this, but immediately they think, if I woke up in a world that where no one judged me, I would go to the gym. And that really mm -hmm. hit me hard because... Mm -hmm. yeah you're gonna get the douchebags. You're gonna get, you know, the, the CrossFitters. You're gonna have a whole mix of people. Mm -hmm. but never ever should a gym which emphasizes health yep. should be considered where it's like you're afraid or being mm -hmm. judged mm -hmm. and uh i would like to get your thoughts on that of uh, that question i just like if i would ask you like mm -hmm. that you you actually said like wow like what did people mm -hmm. say um well, I, I think that's, that's a, I, I wouldn't probably get that answer because of who I am. You probably got that answer exactly. because of who you are, right? Um, but that's, that's really an interesting, that's a little bit eye-opening too, right? Because well, you, you're thinking people who follow, <laughs> you think that people are following you, they actually go to the gym and to find out that maybe they're working out at home or they're not working out at all. And, and that, uh, um, you know, that they would go to the gym. So that basically says that this is what I mean. It's the voice in your head. You okay, want to it comes resolve. back to that. Okay. You know, it comes back to the voice in your head because when you're at peace with your own inner voice, you don't care what anybody else says. Because exactly. it's true. Some people will criticize you at the gym, but guess what? Welcome to the club. 
I don't know a person who's not judged. And I see this online, like so many people take things personally. And so many people are, you know, it's a, on, on a TikTok. Uh, you see a lot of people when they repost, you know, or they stitch someone and they're stitching a comment that somebody said that was derogatory. And I, I, I want to do a video on this one day, but um, for me, it's like, why are you wasting time on somebody who has issues? Wow. Obviously, this person is criticizing. For me, somebody who's a hater is lacking love within himself or herself. That's what that is. And, and, and because people filled with love and compassion and care, which is what alignment is, you're, you're touching with your core traits, um, don't talk to other people like that. So, you, so when somebody is like that, you know, um, feel bad for them. Don't react to them. Feel they have their own demons unresolved and they may not even know it. So they kind of spread it out on other people. But what I, what I was going to get to is that how often I see people feeling targeted. And no, you're like the, the 20th person today, but well, I'm skimming that says that they feel targeted. So it doesn't matter your weight, doesn't matter your, uh, your ethnicity, doesn't matter where you're from. Somebody doesn't like you. Somebody doesn't like me. Do you see somebody doesn't like you? Yeah. You know, even if it's a matter of jealousy, even if it's a matter of competition, even if it's a matter of, you know, you said uh, uh, you asked, that's a good question to ask people. One of the questions I asked um, when they say they compare, I asked them, what do you compare to? You know what the answer I hear the most is? What? Level of happiness. Really? Level of happiness. I, when I started my career, I thought when I would start asking that question, I would hear physicality. And it's the one I hear probably the least is physicality. What people often compare to is level of happiness the most. How other people are happy, how, you know, how is it that they have relationships they want or they have the personality like, you know, that they want. And some, of course, some people, it is physicality, but way less than I originally thought. And that's how you know it's not the physicality that people are after. If, if everybody would not be judged, think about this. I'm going to ask him to throw another question here. If no one would be judged for their looks, do you think yeah. people would work so hard to look uh, fit? Wow. If, if you were not judged for your looks, if people overweight, you know, some extra fat on were loved instead of criticized or felt criticized, do you think they would work so hard? Wow. Then you would, they, you would do sports out of love. Like I tell my clients, if you're going to do a sport, find the one you like you like frisbee you do frisbee you like skiing you do skiing don't do, go don't go to the gym don't do something you're not you're you feel forced to do do something you love to do you like just taking walks and just take walks you walk yep. you like climbing mountains you like cycling find something whether a group or individual that you love it has to be a lifestyle it has to be part of your exactly. you know taking care of the cells of your body taking care of your muscles pumping your heart that's really what it should be about and, you know, if you look good, you know, that's an extra bonus. I let's admit it. It's, it's just the way society runs, mm -hmm. but I got to tell you, it's not the reason you're going to be happy. It's not, well, I'm going to tell you the most beautiful, beautiful client I've ever had model, beautiful six pack was going to the gym. She was in uh, her field was um, in a man's uh, domain in a male's domain. And uh, she was gorgeous. And she had the worst self-esteem I've ever seen. I've okay? dated a couple of them like that. Yeah. And, and, and so they, they, they're so self-critical. And 
they like in her case, she experienced bullying when she was a kid. And now she was just constantly afraid of people's feedback. And because of that, she was more cold in her demeanor. And because you're beautiful and you're cold, well, now people thought she was arrogant, you know, so that then she got the reputation of being arrogant when the truth is she was just petrified of walking into a room. She had to always be escorted by someone walking into a social setting. She couldn't go on her own. And gorgeous. And, and that's not unique to her. But I remember thinking, you know, she's way more beautiful than I look. And I would never exchange my, my, my situation where I am with her because she's just unhappy. Like her feelings don't matter. You, uh, you we're talking about happiness right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get your, your finally a professional uh, opinion on the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give you a story of, of myself as well, uh, just mm-hmm. to kind of give a little context and maybe people will relate. Um, when I was a trainer, I was, uh, looking forward to training athletes. I was looking forward to training, uh, high-end clients and all that was fine and dandy. It was really cool. And then eventually I got uh, invited to a, a guy's trip down South with a bunch of uh, my clients who happen to who happen who are still my friends today. I consider them my mentors. They're married, they have a beautiful family, they're very successful. I went to Dominican Republic with them and I had the time of my life, it was amazing. But immediately, something that I didn't think would ever happen, you know, um, was uh, I felt incredibly unhappy because now we're, since we were talking about the whole comparison thing, I compared myself, my life, my current life to theirs. You know, these guys are immigrants. They came to this country with nothing and they have, they built empires from nothing. And I envied that. And they have a beautiful family, all that stuff. And uh, when I came home, it was the crappiest. I've never felt so crappy in my life because I compared myself. Mm-hmm. I compared my happiness no, sorry. I compared my my current status to theirs, and immediately I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I felt like. Sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. Well, just just a little something. When you say compare, I want people to understand you're not comparing. You're denigrating. You are denigrating. denigrating. Denigrate. Comparing is okay. Apple and oranges. Let's measure the two, right? Yep. But the way people compare, somebody's losing, and most of the time, it's you. And even if you're a winner, like some people feel they compare and they they come out on top. But if you're comparing and you're coming out on top, then other times you're coming out at the bottom. You're not always on top because if you're always on top, you don't even think about it. But you're 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 you, so so the act of comparing always comes from a sense of uncertainty or insecurity or um, you know uh, expecting better of myself. So when you're comparing, the reason you came back so miserable is that during that week. I had a good time. You also had a voice in your head that completely went against you, that was completely putting you down, that was keep, completely criticizing you, saying that you should have done much better, saying that other yes. people are way better off than you are, and basically was beating you down. So it's that's the voice that has to be resolved. That's the voice. And you, by the way, everyone has that voice. And I know many times we think we have many voices, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least you have a solid one that you got to get along with. And that, that weekend, you weren't getting along with that voice. That's what makes you feel so bad. So it's never just comparing. It's self-denigrating. You're just using another person to do that. 
I'm gonna look that. I'm definitely gonna self. Anyway, this was a while back, but it that had to be. Um, anyway, so just to elaborate more on that, I came home. I wasn't happy, and uh, I was uh, I was my my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had this house. Uh, we moved into our house, and it was like I didn't want to give up. Uh, I came home, and I had and I said here here I had this beautiful woman my girlfriend who's willing to ride this out with me. She basically said, look, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you, but I'm here for you. But like, you got to get like, you got to fix your shit. One of the reasons why mm-hmm. I love her is because she just says it like it is right. Mm-hmm. You got to fix your shit. And I, I remember going, um, driving to work and I uh, praying to God. And I said, uh, God, uh, um, if I could get through this with her, I'm going to marry her. And uh, fast forward now, and I'm expecting my first child with her. <laughs> but point is, it's like, I, I feel like I, I'm looking back at it now. I, I feel like I, we're going to finish on this topic. We only have 12 minutes left, but I was, my whole pursuit of happiness kind of flipped in a way, if that makes sense. And I just want to ask mm-hmm. your professional opinion on the, the power of the pursuit of happiness. Well, for me, it's the pursuit of alignment. And in wow. alignment, you will reach happiness because happiness is an emotion. It's not, it's a state of being. It's not a destination, right? It's not something you accomplish. It's not something, you know, can you feel good about yourself because you accomplished something you wanted? Absolutely. But I also know plenty of people who accomplish very high and they're unhappy. Well, why is that? Well, it's because it's maybe not what they wanted or because they're never satisfied or because they're, they're self-critical even when they have what they want. But when you have alignment, alignment is when you're at peace with your inner voice. It's, you know, when you see that person, that poster with a person who's super zen and there's chaos around this person, that's what alignment is. This idea of being nicely centered in the midst of chaos or whatever is going around you. And it's also having your back you know, like uh, uh, to have this inner voice that's self-supportive, self-caring, self-nourishing, instead of somebody that's degrading, that's putting you down, that's comparing you, that's thinking you'll never amount to anything, so being pessimistic. So that that those are mind patterns that are resolvable, by the way. So, but you're you're kind of controlled by them until you resolve them. It's it's not. It's not uh, just talking to yourself nicely because you're wired. We all have this conditioning inside of us. So you have trillions, trillions of um, these neural pathways. And so you have to recondition those pathways. That's why talking to yourself is not enough. It's helpful. It's better than nothing. Um, And one thing I can tell your listeners until you can go seek some uh, professional help, if you feel you need some, is uh, talk to yourself out loud, you know? Uh, and, and when you talk to yourself out loud, it has more an effect when you try to talk nicely to yourself in your head, because th- those wires will, are stronger than you until you recondition them. Wow. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, simple listeners, if this wasn't, uh, if you didn't feel this, uh, you gotta, you, you actually gotta get professional help. I'm going to add yeah. something to that. Yes, what please. I just said, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want to feel good about yourself um, anytime, anytime, anytime in any position you're in, or do you want to feel good about yourself only when you got achieved the weight that you wanted, only achieve the finances you wanted? I want to feel good anytime, anywhere. Anytime. 
So that means you want to feel good unconditionally. You don't want to condition to decide how you feel about yourself. That's the, that's when you're talking about pursuit of happiness, pursuit of alignment, that's what that is. You don't want something outside of you to dictate what's going on inside of you. First of all, it cannot, but we think it can. Yeah. And it's a temporary fix once you get there, because it, we, we, if we learn to be satisfied with the external, then it's, you know, the minute you age, the minute you gain some weight back again, the minute you don't have the job, the minute you're not, um, you know, your pay is not high enough, you're going to get unhappy again. So um, you, you want that uh, to learn how to have this internal alignment, which, by the way, alignment doesn't feel happy, it feels at peace. It feels calm. It feels the other day I was asking, um, you know, I, I, I do a membership site. Once you do my program, you have the option to join a membership where it's like continued education or if they do any of my classes. But just recently I was asking um, the people, what does alignment mean to them? And it, nobody said happy. Everybody said content, at peace, satisfied, at ease, you know, like uh, good in my own skin. That was what I heard the most you know, but when you feel that happiness is very close, you know, because happiness is more of a high energy. And then, you know, but if you have a constant state of just, I feel good in my own skin, then you're not, you're not rushing for happiness. You're not yeah. forcing happiness to happen. It's just easy when you're at a state of very, you know, contentment and being very good in your own skin. Tony, you just, I always thought it was this this pursuit of happiness. Uh, I, no mm -hmm. joke. Um, you know, there's that 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 movie with mm -hmm. Will Smith, right? Yep. Pursuit of happiness. Yep, I and love the movie. Love, love the movie. movie. Yeah, but yeah. you literally just changed my thoughts and the way I was brought up with this whole quote unquote pursuit of happiness. And mm -hmm. um, so, with that being said, I would like to leave it off there because we only have like five minutes left with this podcast i would like to give you the floor uh, or the mic uh in this context and um if there could be obviously i would like to have you on again um my pleasure it, yes yes okay <laughs> so in the meantime if there's uh something obviously i there is but if you could give um with all your experience and uh, mm -hmm. the the given the, the, the context that we're talking about and uh, mm -hmm. these conversation, if there's one thing that you would like to give advice to the listeners, uh, mm -hmm. what would that be? Mm -hmm. Care about how you feel. And it's not because I'm a psychologist that I'm saying that. Yeah. It's because when you people care about, really care about how they feel, don't need someone like me. You'll come wow. and see me because you don't <laughs> care about it whatever the reason, like everybody talk, when people come to see me, they talk to me about two things, how they feel and what's happening in their life. You know, somebody left me and I feel awful, right? And I work on the mindset and the actions that created that experience into their lives. So um, you, you and, and many times when you, for example, if I use that example, a lot of people stay in unhappy relationships because of feeling, you, you always stay because um, let's say if you're staying even in a toxic relationship, you're staying because of fear of leaving, fear of the consequences of leaving, right? That's an emotion. You're yeah. always driven by emotion. There's not a moment in your day you're not feeling. 
you're feeling hungry, you're feeling tired, you're feeling alert, you're feeling aroused, you're feeling excited, you're feeling uh, uh, nervous, you're feeling scared, you're feeling apprehensive, you're feeling like an imposter. You're always feeling something. And so imagine if you that we don't control all those feelings that are happening all day that, by the way, have 100% effect on our actions. 100% on our actions. You can't call yourself stupid all day and feel good at the end of the day, confidence and want to go to the gym. It's not happening. You're not yeah. even getting off the couch. So that's what I would tell people. Care about how you feel and make that a priority because nothing's more powerful than your emotions. Okay, simple listeners. Um, now this whole alignment psychologist, uh, definitely you really, uh, this all this makes sense. Uh, simple <laughs> listeners, once again, uh, you heard it from Tony herself. She will be back on. Um, Tony, I don't know when. I, well, I have an idea of when I'm going to post this, mm -hmm. but um, this has to be. You are actually my third uh, person on this podcast, and I, I think, like, with all respect to everyone else who I sure. interview, and first psychologist, <laughs> and first psychologist, but uh, this has to be by far the most impactful one-hour um, uh, session I've ever had. Uh, and I wish um, everyone needs to seek mm -hmm. help. Correct me if I'm like, if everyone's like you, the and, world's going to be a better place. Mm -hmm. And can I give maybe a, a little gift for your audience? Absolutely. Okay. So if you go to my website, trueself-psychology.com front slash freebie. And there you can download uh, a booklet. And that booklet, you have a questionnaire in there. And that's going to tell you exactly the self-opposing mind patterns you need to work on. If you work on those and there's a score, if you work on those and only those, your life will dramatically improve. Even if you don't want to come work with me and I have a whole team with me, but you want to do it with someone else, fine. Download it just to find exactly what you need to work on. Um, this way, it's not a guessing game. I'm going to, that was my next question. I was going to ask you where everyone could find you, but I'm yeah. definitely going to send that over to me and I'll put it in my show yeah. notes so people could just exactly. on it from either yeah. Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, you heard it here first. Start caring about, what was it? I'm so sorry. Care about how you feel. Care about how you feel, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not about the pursuit of happiness. It's the pursuit of alignment. Pursuit of alignment. And my, my, our business motto is the better it you feel, the better life gets. And so we're going to feel good now. We're going to leave it on. Uh, we're going to leave it on that note. Uh, simple listeners. Thank you very much for listening. Thank this you very is, much, by the way, for having me. Uh, this listening. is Tony Rebic. And uh, yeah, she's definitely going to be back. Thank you so much.